Away and salam alaikum to episode 14 of 1 million of IGN's watchlist. I am your host, Zayn Creel, alongside a triumphant trio of nerds, starting with the Kervinate team, South Kervin Kluter, the nerd from nowhere, Shandy Desai, and the second Shamalama Ding Dong, Shamiz Patel, Papa Thanasio. Starting with me to me too, was fire. I was a bit nervous that you'd be out of practice. But no, did you I hear there was see. there was a little bit of hesitation there? Just a little bit like like No, like, there was no hesitation. I knew exactly what I was doing. I was primed and ready to go. I wake up every morning, I brush my teeth, then I spit and I say chemise. And then I brush and I spit. This is the part of the movie where we have where we have, we have a, a, a workout montage showing how he's yes. himself. Every and then morning. I go for a run <laughs> and I to skip ropes to get fit and I'm boxing a bag and I said chemise. But no, no, it was something. Did it just get weird? Did I make it weird? You, you, no. no, I mean I love a montage, so. Oh yes, we know. Guys, it's I'm I'm not gonna I missed use. I really did. Yeah. I, I don't know if I missed use or just talking. <laughs> it's probably the talking part, right? Uh, but I, I I actually it's been it's been a while since we had one of these chats and. Um, I was really looking forward to tonight, so I'm so glad everybody could make it. Um, like lots of things happened in 2021, and some of it we 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 was bad. Some of it was good. Seems like 2022 is going to be better. I'm not going to make the mistake of saying 2022 is going to be our year. I'm more humble than that. But things seems but things seems a lot nicer this year than it did. Don't, don't tempt fate, please. Did you did you guys <laughs> no, see the story there about the monkeys? Okay. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the CDC Is this was the monkeys the, and the cats? No, was the CDC the was the CDC was transporting some monkeys in I think it's Virginia somewhere for some testing something oh, that they did, no. and uh, the 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 van got in the car into an accident, and the monkeys escaped, and the CDC issued a, a, a warning saying, "Please avoid these monkeys at all costs." Not saying why. And then some lady came in contact with the monkeys and all of a sudden she's getting all weird symptoms. And now there's like a warning out, please avoid monkeys, stay at least five meters away from them. And I'm like, this is Outbreak. We've seen this movie, like, like seriously. This is, yeah, this is Outbreak. Why is this happening? No, guys, please. <laughs> I, stay away I'm from the animals. Pre- I'm going to pretend like you didn't tell me this. I didn't see anything about it on Twitter. I didn't see anything about it on Reddit. <laughs> I haven't seen anything about it on Google News or nothing like that, so it didn't happen. I don't want to know about it. Yeah. It's just you talking cock. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's my take on the whole we, situation. We keep it po- we keep things positive out here. We don't need that negativity in our life. No, no, no. This is the IGN watch list. You know, where we tell you what we've watched, what we're watching, and what we want to watch, and we do it once a week, every week, except when we're on holiday. Yep. We also maybe dig into all the news in the world of movies, TV, and streaming, and maybe answer a few nerdy questions along the way. This episode was recorded on the 25th of January 2022. And for once, or twice rather, there's no homework because nobody has nominated anything. So today we thought we'll just talk about how we felt about the movies that we watched last year, maybe stuff that we didn't get to discuss. Uh, because they weren't nominated news and so on. We definitely, definitely want to talk about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home um, because for once, we all got to watch the movie at relatively the same time. Um, And I definitely want to throw the baton to Shamiz Patel Papathanasio because 
I'm, maybe I'm speaking out of my house, but I'm sure she won't mind. She went on maternity leave before, well before the pandemic began. And when her maternity leave was supposed to end, the pandemic began. So this woman hasn't watched a movie in a cinema for like a thousand years or something. And she picked a really good one to go back to the cinema for. And it was Spider-Man. So, Shamir, why did you think about Spider-Man No Way? Let's, let's just jump in. I actually have to go and watch it again because a good portion of it was seen through blurry eyes and not, not because I wasn't wearing my specs, but because I cried throughout most of it. For so many, it was tears of joy, tears of pain, tears of laughter. I, I started crying the second I saw Matt Murdock. Then I, I was like, okay, no, this movie is going to be the end of me. Oh, just like <laughs> spoilers, guys. This is iTunes Watchers. We, we don't care about spoilers. <laughs> Listen, but if you haven't watched No Way Home by now, like, come on, man. It's, like, it's officially the sixth highest grossing movie of all time now. So there's a fairly mm. good chance everyone listening to this has watched No Way Home by now. If you haven't, like, then you probably don't want to watch it. Yes, you're actively <laughs> trying to not watch it at this point in time. Which, which is fine. Like if you don't That's watch, funny. if you don't watch the movie, it's fine. I mean, no, it's not for everybody, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I was spoiled with the Matt Murdock thing. Like, the the day before I went to go and watch it. I don't know. And it's my own fault because I'm usually pretty good about avoiding spoilers unless someone is, like, out to spoil it for me and they send something to me. But generally speaking, I'm pretty good about avoiding it. It's kind of like a work hazard. I work at IGN. I get all this information. And somehow I manage to avoid knowledge of everything. Uh and then I don't know, like, why I clicked on a story about Kingpin in Hawkeye, and then it, like, mentions, and I was like, oh, okay, I hope it's not a big part, because <laughs> I suddenly stopped reading. Damn, damn, I got well, I, by the spoilers. I saw the leak pics, the leak set pics for Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire on set. Um, I saw it months ago, mm. and I'm still pissed at that dude that did it. I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> Uh, but that guy's an idiot. I'll say it out straight because he, he released the pics. He got the pics from somebody that worked on the movie, some VFX guy that worked on the movie. He got the pics. He released the pics. It went crazy, went spread like wildfire, leaked all over the internet. And then he took the pics down saying, sorry, guys, you didn't mean to put them up. You thought they were fake. But it's like clearly Andrew Garfield to that must If that was fake, that must be the best Photoshop you've ever seen, man. But to be, look, I don't know when, when that happened, but I mean, like, the rumors, the rumors that, that was months ago. Like, it was, yeah. it was I managed while. to dodge that completely. I, you I, didn't know, like, at no, all. Oh, no, I, I suspected, but I didn't yeah. know. I the suspected month. in a way that I was like, they're definitely going to do this. Just because but of how much. No one had confirmed Andrew, it for me. Yeah, just I, because of how much Andrew Garfield was saying, no, he's not in it. Yes. Like, okay, yes, like, no, he's like, oh, you're a dirty little liar. We, we actually published the story today, which I haven't read, um, where he like, says that the, he only told three people. But otherwise, he kept that lie going for months. You have to give him credit. <laughs> no, no, I do. That, like, people, because people were asking him about constantly, whatever other film he was in, and everything. Just like, oh, you know. Because. I can remember also there was this interview where they talk where a, a, um, a, 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 the, uh, Tom Holland is being interviewed and then this person like mentions this whole thing that, and this was before they had started shooting and then obviously when, you know, as we came closer to the movie, this surfaced again. So this guy like asked him, wouldn't it like be cool if 
Andrew Garfield and Tom and you saw all in the movie together. And Tom Holland is like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> when, that that would be cool because by that point he had read the script already. Um, I I caught one of the worst spoilers ever, like a day or two before I went to go watch it, and that was Aunt May's death. Mm. Ah, see, I didn't know about that. That that was also like YouTube, the YouTube algorithm, like just slapped it on my homepage, like, oh, hey, here's a spoiler, and it's like, ah, Ah, okay, that's kind of... I don't know how, but I managed to avoid every spoiler. Friends of mine, Noel, they only watched um, the movie last week, yeah, and they avoided everything. They had not a single spoiler. They don't know how they avoided, but they they knew nothing going to that cinema. It was I don't know how they did it. That must have been a fun time. Yeah, but like, look, I I think like the thing with Aunt May, right? Um, I think they telegraphed that. Like I wasn't surprised by it. I was kind of like as the movie's going on, I was like, I really hope they don't kill this lady. Um, uh, I I didn't quite see it coming, um, and they fake you out well in, in the actual scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. they fake you out very well in the scene. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they caught you off guard. We we it's like, oh, okay, and then you're like, oh no, not okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I I was like, uh, as we were approaching that point, um, you know, like he gets everybody to go to Happy's apartment. Um, and he's like doing like all these experiments on the guys and trying to figure out how to cure them and, and what what. I was like, they're gonna kill this lady because she like nobody, no good deed goes unpunished. You know what I mean, right? And something needs to happen to get him cynical, right? Because that's like the direction of the story. You can kind of see this like a, it was a much darker movie than the first two, mm. so it was clear to me like some somebody needs to die, and I was like. It's either going to be um, Ned or it's going to be Aunt May, right? Because I was figured that they're not going to kill Zendaya, not, not yet. And so when, when, when like, the scene happens, when uh, uh, Willem Dafoe, like, does this thing with whatever, I was like, ah, they killed her. And it's like, oh, okay, she's not dead. They fucked us out. Okay, cool. So then uh, something else is going to happen. Right? It's like, oh, oh, no, she's definitely dead. <laughs> they did fake us out well. But I, I kind of saw it coming. I kind of, like... Somebody needs to die. It's going to be Ned or it's going to be Aunt May. Um, and I, I mean, was, how else would they slip in the line? Someone has to die in Spider-Man for them to slip in the line. Yeah, like, of course, that's what I actually have to give them credit because up until this movie, there was this whole debate about where the hell is, you know, uh, Uncle Ben? Power. Like, when, where's Uncle Ben? Because they never mention him. And everyone's just like, did he die off screen and they just not saying it? They they just not no, they didn't. It's like he's just not there. And it's actually Aunt May who get to, to drop the Uncle Ben line. Yeah, look, I, I the my sense is is that the MCU version of Spider-Man, Uncle Ben is not a significant character. He's not no. at all. Right? The only mention of him is the suitcase in um, Far mm. From Home, Far which from has home. his which has his initials on it. But they never talk about him. I, I suspect that he probably either um, he was dead by the time Peter went to go in love with Aunt May already. Um, and because he like he has he never talks about this guy. He never mentions I, him. Nothing. I do think that they kind of infer something happened to him. Like it's it's all by inference in Civil War. Like Peter speaks about you know the second you don't do. Like, 
um, you don't do something, like that's when the bad things happen. Yeah, mm. yeah, right? but I don't so think it's kind of like. But like I, again, I don't for, think I don't think that came that came from Uncle Ben. Yes, um, because I just don't think that he has any kind of relationship with that character. And, like, that's a bold choice. It is. It's a bold choice. I'll, I don't know that I agree with it, but... Look, one thing I do I do find, and I don't know, like, if you guys agree with this, but, like, Aunt May has always been, like, even in the comics, Peter's heart, like, Correct. she's always been his heart. So killing her is, like, always this very, very bold choice that you're making. Like, that's, that's really gripping out his heart through his chest. And, like, you could it's, see this This made it feel like, like this for me made Tom Holland like that. He is a definitive Peter Parker Spider-Man. Like, no doubt, that's down. Like, yeah, he's, he's up there. Let's talk about that for a second, though. Because I would have said the I same thing. Like, I don't like... Oh, I know where you're going. The way, Kermit, the way Kermit says that. And I that, know I'm going to agree well, with you. Think, you know, the thing is, Tom Holland, Tom Holland is a fantastic... So I've always had my concerns with the previous actors. Um, I will admit, for the time, Tobey Maguire was excellent, but in retrospect, I'm not a big fan of Tobey Maguire's um, actual rendition of both Peter Parker and Spider-Man because they're kind of, you know, they're two sides of the coin. Yeah, and it's, Andrew it's a Garfield, of, yeah, oh. Andrew Garfield nailed the Peter oh, Parker he, aspect he, in, he, in his movies. I, sorry, sorry, the Spider-Man aspect, the wisecracking, even he nailed it. And he's, he's Amazing Spider-Man 2 still has the best... Spider-Man costume on screen for me of all, all. But there were other stuff let him down. So when Tom Holland showed up on the scene, I thought he encompassed both sides, the Peter Parker side and the Spider-Man side extremely well. He was like, this is amazing. Like that being said, No Way Home. And I'm Andrew like... Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, Andrew my man, Garfield. MVP. Give this man an amazing Spider-Man yeah, thing. He, he, I was like... This dude got screwed over by a poor every script. piece of scenery that he, he was in. He that little moment, he that stole, tiny little he, moment. He stole it. Yeah, that tiny moment catching MJ. Dude, you know, like I, I only watched. Ugh. So I watched um, Amazing Spider-Man two for the first time, like a few weeks back, and it's like it's a very, it's very forgettable, but it has sort of like a lot of elements that do work. And that Gwen Stacy scene is like one of those moments. Really, mm. he nails that scene. It's just overshadowed by all the other crap that's that's happening in the movie. And like that coming through in No Way Home, it is so so expertly and amazingly well done. It is it's it's so brilliant. Like I was I was so taken aback, like how well it was done. I really, I really, really, then I mean, that's, they've actually set up an amazing Spider-Man 3 because in No Way Home, he says like, you know, after what happened with Gwen, he, he took a darker path. Yeah, he, he sort <laughs> he of, you know, yeah, he was basically had, um, had some anger issues to work through and based on what happens in No Way Home, he gets his redemption. Um, no, by saving MJ, he gets his, his redemption. He's become that character and sending him back now, it's like, now he can go back and become the Spider-Man he used, he should have become the first. And that's a perfect setup for a third solo movie. And if they really, 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 really wanted to, like some people are hinting at, you know, they can make him be the Spider-Man of the Venom universe for argument's sake, if they really they, wanted they to. Could. Um, but I think it's a great setup. And I mean, we've seen, 
we've seen DC throw like you know multiple characters out at the same time with no problems. People have no problems following it. You can have Look, a characters in everywhere. So if you put like a like a solid writing team behind him and a solid director, like they'll put out a great Spider-Man movie. Like they really yeah. will. He's proved it. His hands down proved it. He can he can take the role. He just needs that that mm. support behind him. I, I really, I really want to see him do that if possible. Let's uh, so let's like talk about this. Like so, clearly we we all like Andrew Garfield. Yes. Right. So like, what else did what else did we enjoy about the movie? Willem yeah. Dafoe MVP. <laughs> Apparently, he did all his own stuff. Yes, he did everything. Oh. That was that was part of his contract. He said he's only coming back for this movie if they let him do his own stunts. So that <laughs> absolutely badass apartment fight scene. That is I mean, look, I had, going I had, some, that is I had some issues with that fight scene, not because it was uh, staged badly or didn't look cool or whatever, but I'm watching it and I'm like, what is this building made of? <laughs> Cardboard. <laughs> Listen, you're dealing with people who no, have no, super strength. No, but it's inconsistent. It's like, like, okay, fine. Like that was a, like, he does like, a, there's a couple of wrestling moves that he does in there, yes. whatever also. And I'm, I'm like, the, I'm like, this looks cool and stuff, but, this is like a really shiny building. Like, who, like, who approved this? Like, what he lives in? For an apartment that Happy Hogan lives in and has access to Stark Tech, that is actually a valid point. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. But this damn, it looked cool, man. And I loved it. I loved I, it. I really loved how versatile that fight was. But it's not just the fight scene. He actually, the role itself, when he showed up the first time and, 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 uh, Peter comes, finds him in the shelter with May. When he's talking about how, you know, the other side comes out and sometimes he doesn't know what the other side is doing, the actual, like, emotion he puts into it and he becomes this proper tragic character. Vulnerability on his yeah. face. Yeah. And I how mean, quickly I, it flips. I, yes. I, I think what, what, what was so brilliant was, like, they ditched the mask because he's such an expressive actor, number one. And it also creates, like, this idea you have this identity of like you know the goblin has the mask and like Norman Osborne is the man behind <laughs> but now you don't know who's who and who's actually like who's running the show and that, that is that was very clever. but you know it's that you know that also makes me think like what's that mask made of <laughs> because I mean, I don't know when I, that mask is supposed to be bulletproof and stuff or whatever. And then when he's in the alleyway, it's like, oh, junk. And he just throws it to the floor and it breaks. I'm like, what? It's the, it's the same it's, thing. It's, as super strength. It's, it's the same thing as the apartment. Yeah. Super <laughs> strength, bro. He threw it down hard on the ground. It's made of sand. You just what? have to break things with intention. Yes, exactly. Oh, now, man, <laughs> I can't understand. Like, this. I, I look, I legit enjoyed the movie, but you know me, it's me, right? So I can't help but see these small things, and I'm like, why can't the film just be consistent? Like Stop with these little things. I can't help it. I can't help it. But, I'm waiting uh, for Zay to start with, I'm getting really tired of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this movie did, actually didn't have a moment like that, believe it or not. I actually do like how, like I said earlier about like, they like kill Aunt May, and I saw it coming, but they they subvert me. Um, you know, they fake me out. I like a good fake out, man. And, and sometimes that actually makes the thing that happens more shocking if you can do that appropriately. 
Um, it, the, look, my only real, real issue with the movie is oh, I don't understand. Go. I don't understand how this forget me spell works. It does that, not make sense. <laughs> the moment you think about it, your brain breaks. Don't, 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 don't think, think about it. Don't think. It's, it's, it's actually see, the whole the premise the premise of this whole movie with Dr. Strange being an accomplice in this and just allowing in, allowing this teenage boy to do all of this. Where the rest of the Avengers? There, there are some questions, but but, but we don't fair, ask them. But to be fair, Doctor Strange is arrogant enough to believe it is ability to pull that that off. Do you know you know what 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 really boggles my mind because of COVID and the delays and everything. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out before this movie. So that would have meant that Doctor Strange would have screwed up the multiverse and gone through all of that crap. And then Peter shows up and says, can you help me? And he goes, sure, I'll do this again. <laughs> but, like, but look, we, we do know there were like a ton of rewrites for this. Yes, so, there was. But so, like, so they probably had like their own contingencies for this. It's the same thing with... Um, with Civil War, where they had the different scripts with yes. Spider-Man, without Spider-Man. Spider-Man can come, yeah. So they, they have these plans in place. Yeah, but look, I'm just saying, like, the forget me spell. Like, how does, <laughs> how does it work? Listen, people could only come through because they knew Peter Parker. So that was cracking the multiverse. But, 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 me but, okay, the one but, but Electro, Electro know doesn't Peter know who Peter, Peter, Peter Parker is. is. Shut up. <laughs> That I mean, and, he, and he says that, it. He says yes, it in the movie when he, sees, when he clearly sees Andrew bugs Garfield me. take his mask off. He was like, like the, the way you go on, you help people. You're from Queens. I thought you were a black guy. It's like if you thought he was a black guy, then like how did you, you, you know clearly he was don't? Like, why are you here? To be fair, to be fair I just hit cannon. I was like, okay, it's it's if they know Peter Parker at any point in their life, then. <laughs> No. In, any, in any version of them knows Peter Parker. But, like they, they... Look, I can even forgive that, right? But like, No, I can't. That's the one I can't forgive. No, no, <laughs> the, no. the magic spell is easy. This is magic. Who cares? No, no, yeah, yeah, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about this, 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 the spell. It's like, I'm talking about the second spell when he, like now it's the end of the multiverse yes. is cracking because everybody that knows Peter is being drawn into their dimension and whatever. Then he says, okay, cast the spell so that everybody will forget me. Okay, so everybody forgot him, but it wasn't it wasn't the reality altering spell, right? The things that he did, he still, still did them. People just don't know, just don't remember that Peter Parker is Spider Man, right? So like when he goes to Aunt May's uh, uh, grave, right? He's like there, he's like saying goodbye to Aunt May, and then Happy comes in. Obviously, Happy doesn't know who he is because he doesn't remember. And he asks him like, "How did you know May?" And then he says, "From Spider Man." And I'm like, who do these people think Aunt May is to Spider-Man? <laughs> right? Do they think <laughs> her, her but she's she's Spider-Man's butler? Like, do they think like if they think that but she's see, Aunt Spider-Man was you... helping her far from home, raise the money, boss? Yeah, but like, <laughs> like, who do they think that she is? It's like, okay, fine, whatever. And then I'm like, and then all the footage of him. Like, what happened there? And if you look in records and stuff, if he goes to, like, he still has an ID, you know, like, Sex. that that didn't disappear. Sex, stop breaking the multiverse. You must just accept it. I've got an answer. Okay, let's hear it. It's magic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's all you need. Kaleo it's a magic system. <laughs> but look, ultimately, um, it's like, it's fine. It's like, I, 
I, it's irritating, but it is it's true. Like what what Shami says, it's magic. Like that's a kind of the whole point. That's why you did it that way. That's why it wasn't a uh, a machine that did something, whatever. It's like if it's magic, you can always just say, "Well, that's just how the spell works." It's magic. Like it's that, how the spell that. works, and that's how it happened. And now, but having said that, why did he? Why did he make himself another cheap costume? He must still has the two costumes that Tony gave him. Because he's his own man now. No. He's standing up for himself. <laughs> he still has, he still has it. He don't. He's a strong, independent woman and he's taking no <laughs> shit from no man. <laughs> it's, it's actually funny. Me and Kerwin actually spoke briefly uh, about like the movie after I'd seen it. And it's like, I think of, of all the MCU movies, this is probably the one that I have the most nitpicky things about. And it's like, but how did this work? And, how is this and why don't those people remember, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I ultimately enjoyed the movie. My greatest fear going into this film was that the whole multiverse aspect of it was going to be this huge mess and that we were going to, the MCU as a going concern was, was just constantly going to be multiverse stuff. And that could still happen, but this movie didn't, didn't actually go that way. Like the fact that there was a multiverse was more like was fan service for, for us, number one, but it did actually push the story forward for this character. Like mm. talking to, talking to Toby Maguire, Spider-Man or talking to Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, those things actually helps uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker move forward with his life as Spider-Man. It's Cause like at this point, he finally does learn that lesson of, it's dangerous for people to know who I am. Like not, the work just, that yeah, I do like is problematic. The, like the, the people he loves are going to get hurt if they yeah. know. So it's better for him to it's meet to be this. And, and more important, it's like, even though he kind of does learn the lesson of like, like he kind of lives by the motto of like power and responsibility. He, we kind of like remember that he is still a, like, it's not a child, but... He is still a very young man, right? Who still wants that normal life. And it's at this point, even though he's done all these amazing things and whatever, it's at the culmination of this movie that he like really, really comes to that realization. It's like, I'm actually, I'm not in school anymore. And like my, my power that I have means that the things that I desire, I actually have to put to one side. I can't have a normal life. Um, and that's like why his secret identity was so important to him because he was like, oh, I can separate these two things. But now he's like, I actually can't. It's like having the secret identity isn't about me having a, life, a normal life as Peter Parker and then like the adventure life as Spider-Man. No, what it's actually there for is to protect the people that I love. And for me, that's like, that's the, the, the character lesson that he like learns uh, in this film. One other thing about this movie that I loved as well is that up until this point, like you mentioned, Peter is a young character and his adult role models are excited besides for Aunt May, they're really sucky. It's it's Tony Stark and and and, and um, Nick Fury, who are the worst. They, they, they are the <laughs> Nick worst. Nick Fury's off to, planet. He like they like don't give a crap about him. Like Peter's like, I'm at school, who cares? Come come fight some elementals, like you know, and Tony Stark's and like, yeah, dead. <laughs> have a have a satellite filled with drones that can destroy yeah, the like, world. I mean, I got a lot of issues with yes, far from home, that. but that was like a, it was like, it was like who so is giving were, a child? They were, they were pretty bad role models and father figures almost. And then who comes along? But Spider-Man himself, 
two other Spider-Men come along and they are the ones who finally, they come in, they're like, this is actually like, they actually that more grown up role models for him, tell him like, you know, the right things and actually give him proper advice. And, and I thought that was a pretty neat way that, you know, it culminates that he finally gets that person to look up to. And it's actually, well, not him, but Spider-Man, you know, it's it's kind yeah. of like, it's cool that it does like that. It's it's a it's a clever way of like kind of giving him a glimpse into the future. Yes. Without giving him a glimpse into the future. That is. And um, no, it's 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 a great. It just everything worked really well. It's surprising. Yeah, look, well. it's, a, it's a testament to that story that even the things like the things that don't work that you maybe don't like, they are completely overshadowed by the things that do work. Yeah. And it um, does it well. It does it very well. I think. I think, like you said, with the with the multiverse stuff, I was so a bit worried about it, but it just uses enough of it to drive the story. Like, this is the shit is going wrong, you know. Yeah. Look, it could easily have been like it could easily have been just fan servicey bullshit, but like I said, that it, it is actually used to great effect yeah to use that to, to yeah it's, that it's a proper it's a proper driving force for peter and his journey and, and that's, a, that's the most important thing it's a driving force for peter it's not a movie that sets up the whole of the mcu it's focused on its characters there are stuff that it, you know it's, it impacts the rest of the mcu slightly but its primary focus is pushing peter's story forward it's yeah. not trying to tell a bigger story like a, a bigger setup thing i think what's what's great is also like you're bringing back but you're bringing other villains in who are far more dangerous than he has faced. So it's like, that's that's like a taste of what's still to come also. You know, we talk about like, it's a glimpse into the future and he's kind of like looking at an older version of himself without looking at the older version of himself. But also... I just, I just remember now, there. I just remember now the one thing I actually didn't like, like outright disagree with yeah, that they did. You knew it was <laughs> coming. so well. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it was I forget if it's the second or the first post credit scene with Tom Hardy's Venom. I do not like that. That's how they decided to introduce Venom into I, the MCU. I, I agree with that part. Like either bring him in or not bring him in. Like yeah, that's that stupid. I, I didn't mind that. I was like okay because also it's like look, Venom is a sentient being, right? So he's a character on his on his own and and. Um, What's his secret identity's name again? Um, uh, Eddie, Brock. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. And Eddie Brock is a person on his own. So the two of them were brought into that universe because apparently they know Peter Parker again. Well, they <laughs> kind of they kind of half explain that in the actual. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's like, it's like because it's he says, like he, he says they're like you know they're part of a hive mind that spans multiverses, um, and they, so that's basically they give a little glimpse. Little I mean, thing. like like if you like. It's a bit of a stretch for me, it but I will allow it. It's a stretch, but it's fine. It but then it's like, okay, so now he tells this bartender dude like his whole story. Um, Doctor Strange does his thing with a spell. Everybody returns to their own universes. But the PC of Venom remains why? behind. Like, why would that PC stay there? Like, why? For, for Mac Gargan, bruh. Yes, we know that. But why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> why? How did it fall off? Who, how, how did it fall off? See for my... Why did it fall off? That piece because, was also no. Master, don't belong there. The Huta said they didn't belong there. Mm. Went back to where they belong. So nah, okay. that's the key forgot who Peter Parker was in that moment. <laughs> he was like, oh, amnesia. 
But yes, but, I, I, I mean, but I'm 100 certain that's going to be Mac Goggins. That's going to take the. I, I also I see and it I'm, like I'm, like you don't. I'm, this actually sort of conf- not confirms, but it adds to my theory that we we are building up to a Thunderbolt team in the MCU, um, run by what's her face, um, Contessa. Contessa. Yeah, run by her. Contessa Della Vega, Montoya. Whatever her name is, yeah. But Alda van Yeren, Kukumur. Yeah, that one, that one. I'm sure she's sitting up with, you know, with with US agent, which is the other damn idiot, oh. and the other Black Widow sitting all up for, and then Matt Gargan. Can, I'm sure can we pivot on that point? Can we actually make a pivot mm-hmm. to uh, to Hawkeye? Yes. Which was just the best. I I still haven't seen it. <gasps> you idiot. Shut up. Make better life choices. What? Both of you need to make better life choices. But I have watched Peacemaker. Peacemaker but, is phenomenal. But I haven't seen that yet. Oh my I'm, god, that show has no right to be that good. I'm actually waiting for it to be. Um, I think it's only going to be six episodes, right? Uh, yes, yes, I think it's six six episodes. Six yes. episodes. But, okay, but, we'll take a different pivot. <laughs> but guys, what I need to find this is that it has the single greatest intro sequence of all time. I 100% agree with that. James Gunn literally said he wanted to design an intro sequence that no one would skip because he wanted people to see the credits because he said he's tired of people just eating skip intro and they don't see where the editor is and the costume Mm. designer and everything. And he succeeded wildly. Is <laughs> I it, don't. I can't skip this. Like yo, it is amazing. <laughs> um, but it's six episodes, huh? Yes, six episodes. Okay. Yeah. So it's, okay, it's like, really so our, our pivot then is is like let's talk about uh, things that have. I mean, 2022 is only 25 days old uh, at this point as we record the show. Um, so like, what is the, some of the stuff that has come out in this year? or that is going to come out that you guys are like really looking forward to seeing. Um, I'll go first. So I've seen two episodes, three episodes, I forget, of Yellow Jackets, uh, which is on DSTV now at the moment. And we can't spoil the show. Right? It's good. It's, it's really good. It's what I feel like Lost should have been in a way, not, I mean, this, the comparisons is, is, okay, let me just tell you what Yellow Jackets is about, just the, the, um, the baseline, scared. but it's better if you know nothing, because I knew nothing, and it's, it's better I, if you know I, nothing. I don't want to know things, <laughs> but, okay, yeah, but the, the baseline is this, right? It's like these girls, uh, uh, the high school soccer team, they are going to go to nationals, and they need to fly there from where their town is. Something goes wrong with the plane and they crash in the wilderness. Right? Mm-hmm. Then the show flashes forward to the present day. That's, that's it in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the flashback is like in the early 90s, like I want to say 1992, 1993, mm. thereabouts, right? When they are young. And then it flashes forward to like to 2021. And they give you kind of like hints and tips about what happened to these children because they were got, they were like lost in the forest for a long time. It's almost two and years, isn't it? 18 months they were out there. Something yeah. like that, yeah. 18 months, 20 months or something. <clears throat> and then you need to just see it from there. Like yeah. that's that's the basic premise. But it's like, it's so good, you guys. You're like So, yeah, I need I, to watch this because it is on my everybody's list. like Everybody raving about it. it. And the, like what's... 
what's great about it actually is I only started picking up chatter about it when it came to the ninth, like it was the second, the penultimate episode. I started to see people constantly talk about it. And then when the final episode came out, um, the thing that like, oh, okay, I need to watch this is that everybody was like, this finale delivered and people were like so happy with it. And that's like a real thing, especially for American shows that have such a high concept. You know, it's like, so it's like clear to me like that the production team thought about where the story was going, right? Like inside, like I said, in some respects, it does kind of resemble Lost in the sense that there's some kind of macaffony thing that happened. You are dealing with uh, two time periods um, and they those the stories of each time period kind of inform on each other. What's also very interesting is, is that they casted it really, really well. Mm. Um, so like aside from the first episode where you're still getting to know who the characters are, um, you don't really get confused between who's the younger and older version of a character um, because they give them like similar haircuts or they do things to let you know like this this is young, um, I forget the character's name, but this is young whoever and this is older whoever. So they, that that's done really well. And then it's like so great to like see Christina Ricci again. Like um, I feel like she disappeared so she, and she's like just phenomenal. Um, Juliet Lewis, not yes. Juliet Lewis, just Juliet Lewis. Yes, Juliet. Juliet Lewis. Um, I forget. I forget the brunette actor's name. She was um, um, something. Melanie Linsky. Yeah, and it's is it Melanie? Yes. Okay. Melanie. I, I, I will. I will agree with you. But it's like it's just great seeing these people who kind of sort of disappeared, um, and they just everybody's on the top of their game. It's like there's there isn't a weak link. Um, in the cast. And then, I mean, look, the, the other part of it also is that I can't also recall the last time I saw a show of this caliber that is completely female-led. Um, and it's just, and it's not about being women. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's really dark. It's actually it's really, really dark. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dark, the stuff that go to that, that happens there. I mean, it's, it's bold as sort of a mystery horror vibe, but it's not quite horror, but it's kind of horror. <laughs> it's like, you know, okay, now I'm intrigued. Now I'm it's, very it's intrigued. really good. It's like, it's the opposite of Ted Lasso. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is yeah. a wild description. No, no I understand. Ted Lasso makes you feel good about the world and that everything is going to be okay. This is like, nope. <laughs> These are bad things happening to bad people. And I mean, I look... We've just we've been through two years of a pandemic, so maybe this isn't the kind of experience that you want. But strangely, you will want it. It will make you feel really cuck. <laughs> right? But you'll be like happy for it. It's it's good, guys. You guys, you need to watch it and we'll 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 discuss it. But um yeah, so like that, that for me is like something that I really enjoyed. And then another show um that I've seen that just just chef's kiss to me was a wolf like me, um, which is Josh Gad and Isla Fisher, mm. which is like two actors you would never have thought would be in the same thing together. Um, and that's also a show like it's better if you don't know. Uh, if I even if I tell you what the hook is, it will kind of ruin it for you. Um, so like that's all I'll say about that. Go find it. Go watch it. <laughs> It's it's surprisingly good. And also, the just interesting thing about that is that um, 
Josh Gad is, uh, most people will know him as like the voice of Olaf from uh, Frozen, right? And then he's been in a, some, he's been in like in a lot of comedies, usually in a supporting role. Um, but that guy is a really good actor. I mean, like he's got real dramatic chops and I didn't expect, like, this is also getting like my own biases, like how I've also fallen into the stereotype trap. He's the fat, funny guy, comic relief, right? But he he is a leading man in this show, and like like range that it shouldn't actually surprise you because all all actors are quality actors. Well, <laughs> not all, not Addison Ray, <laughs> <laughs> but like like actors when given when given appropriate material can sometimes surprise you. And I wasn't expecting this kind of performance from him. And he's just really good in it. I haven't seen the show, but that wouldn't surprise me because like you said, lots of people know him from you know as the voice of Olaf from Frozen. But that's not how I got to know Josh Gad. Josh Gad for me, when I really took notice of him, was playing Steve Wozniak in Jobs. In um Yes with um um Aiden Sorkin, the, I, yeah. I, 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 the Aiden Sorkin directed one, no? Yeah. Aiden Sorkin no, no, no. That one? no, not that one. No, uh, Aiden Sorkin did the one with Michael Fassbender. Yes. Um, yeah. Jobs is the one that with uh, Ashton Kutcher that, that plays the... I don't know yeah. who directed that, though. Wasn't it? Um, what's his name? Um, uh, almost until it says Steven Soderbergh now. Um, it's going to bug me now. Give me a second. Got it. Don't listen. He's typing, guys. He's I am typing. No, I'm not, I'm not even <laughs> denying it. I'm not even <laughs> denying it. It's going to bug me if I don't that do this. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I can't find it here. Oh, there we go. Um, it is directed by... Who the don't hell is Joshua Michael Stern? <laughs> Who the hell is that? He's been bamboozled. <laughs> okay. And it's not a person I expected. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, <laughs> that's, the, that's the two things that I've watched so far this year that I was like, that's... That's dope. But finally enough, I don't have anything um, where I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to watch that. It's like, so, yeah, Moon Knight is coming and I'm, that's going to be very intriguing. But I'm not like... Uh, you mean there isn't 2022? A, yeah, there isn't... How would you say those things? We've got the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's just saying things. Yeah. He's just, he's Look, just I'm going to watch it. I'm Unbearable watch weight it. of massive talent. Come on. Oh, yeah. That, the Northman. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff coming up this year. It's yeah. actually, it's actually if you're a DC comic book fan, I mean, everyone's talking about, you know, um, Doctor Strange and stuff like that. And there's uh, the Black Panther, um, Wakanda Forever. But honestly, it's actually a pretty big year for DC. They've got a really big... They've got uh, Black Adam coming out yeah, this year. Black like Adam, Flash. The Flash, the Batman. They've got that, if you want to... Get your kids involved, that Super Pets movie. Oh, that's um, so That cool. actually looks pretty good. Yeah, so uh, they've got a lot I mean, going I'm, on. And Sony Spider-Man also has something yes. to sleep with Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. Part one. Yep, it's is coming. The, is that this year? Yes, yes. it's this year. That's the, the sequel year. this year. Part okay. one is okay, this year. Is, part there two is, is one movie that I'm super excited for then. I, and, I don't know for whatever reason I had it in my head that that's 2023. The other, movie, the other movie I actually want to see, and I know it's gonna probably not gonna be behind people's list, is Death in the Nile. Um, so oh, that is yeah. Interesting one, so right? obviously it's taken a lot of flack because it's been delayed multiple times, and then we have uh, Oni Ammo who wants to eat people. Um, you know, so <laughs> there's that. So uh, <laughs> um, that kind of put a whole 
you know, kind of dulled the shine of that movie a bit. But the first movie, uh, Arun Maiden, Arun Express, I'm a sucker for a good whodunit. I really am. And Agatha I, Christie is the queen I, of whodunits. Like, um, Agatha Christie is obviously like a huge pop culture icon or whatever, but she's a, a uh, was like a black hole for me. So when I watched uh, Murder on the Orient, I had no clue. Like, apparently, this is like a story. It's like a, it's like, yeah, you know, like it's a very popular this, story. So this I is like no culture. This have you never seen I, the original? No, oh, I never. The original, the original movie's cast is like the Avengers of its time. It's like, it's wild. They had like the the biggest name, A-list actors, all in that one movie. It's insane how many, how much star power must, they had. I must track beginning. it down. So, like for me, when the movie concludes, like when it comes to the end, because I'm like, was it this, bra? Was it this, bra? Could have been this. What? Who killed Johnny Depp? I have to know. And then, like when the the you know, like when it's revealed at the end, I was like. I have never <laughs> seen this before. Like, oh, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's like, I immediately understood why this was such a popular, popular story and whatever. So yeah, I'm, I, I look at, if they do that again in, like, the no, but the, uh, like no. obviously it can't be. No, it's not the, not the, not the same. It doesn't follow the same format. Anymore. But What's there's a couple this? of movies coming out. What's that other? Um... For me, for, for me, an interesting one, because I was looking at like some of the stuff that's coming out and is out. I want to see the new screen. Apparently yes. that's really good. Like that I, surpasses expectations. I've actually been re-watching the original ones every week. We've we've watched the first two now. They they're quite fun. They fun are tri- fun fun trivia. I, I don't know, I forgot this, but in Scream 2, Dewey, Dewey's yes. theme song that they play for Dewey is the theme song from, from Broken Hans Arrow. Summer. Yeah. From <laughs> Broken, Broken Arrow. Arrow. I yeah. was like, I did not dun, know that. Dun, dun. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I know the song. It's like I was going to say, like, I'm also looking forward to The Northman. Yes. And then also Creed 3 is coming out with Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan directing also. So that's going to be an interesting combination. I'm definitely looking forward to those ones as well, yes. So Um, this year isn't as dry. Like, there's there's a lot of exciting prospects. Anybody looking forward to, uh, uh, what's it, Mobius eventually? Finally. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, like, we, can't, we can't put it out there because we don't even know if it's still going to come out this year. Movie, it's still uh, be delayed. Yeah, I'll be, sitting, mean, I'll be sitting in the cinema watching that movie and the credits were all, and I still won't believe it's actually coming out. And then they'll tell you, like, this was a rough cut, but the movie's <laughs> coming out. Or they'll play the trailer and then they'll tell you, you must wait until this is the actual date that's coming know, out. The first title to that movie got released like four or five months before Spider-Man No Way Home went into production. Yeah, like that's yeah. wild. That is actually wild. <sighs> you look, yeah, that movie's had a journey, hey? It's had a journey. Not a healthy journey. <laughs> look, I, look, I suspect probably they, um, once uh, No Way Home became such a huge hit, they're probably doing lots of reshoots and stuff to... Uh, I don't know, tie it into that or we something. Still, well, we still have no clue where this movie actually takes place. Because in the trailers, there's posters up which looks like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, but Michael Keaton is in here as Adrian Toomes. And, and like, they talk and, about Venom. And they talk and about, they talk Venom. about Venom. Venom. So what the hell? Like, you know, that uh, makes no sense. Unless Mobius is a multidimensional being living in, in all places at once. No, I certainly <laughs> hope not. That wouldn't work for me. 
Um, yeah, look, so, so, okay, I for some reason I thought Across the Spider-Verse was 2023, for some reason, I don't know. So that's probably my most anticipated movie this, for the this year. This is also um, uh, Top Gun Maverick, which also was delayed massively. Um, uh, look, I think for me the thing with that movie is, is that, am I going to watch it? Yes, I'm definitely going to watch it. Am I going to watch it in IMAX? It's probably one of the movies where I'm going to try and make a plan to watch it in IMAX, right? But I don't think I'm going to watch watch that movie for um, because I'm looking forward to a movie. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like there's, you're watching it because it's a big one. You know, you expect it to watch it. Yeah, there's like a lot of visual spectacle that's going to happen, and that's fine. That's a perfectly valid reason to watch a movie. But I don't think I'm in like uh, in this headspace for it. Was like, oh my guru, this movie is gonna is gonna shock me with story and and acting and you know stuff like that i i can't see any of that happening yes here's the thing for me and it might be a bit of a hot take but i don't like top gun that the original that much i think it's okay i, I really don't think it's a great I, movie i haven't seen it in 20 25 years i, I, I watched what? it a few years back like two years back and it's what, really what was the volleyball <laughs> no, it's picking Top Gun uh, Maverick's character. He's a bit of an ass nipping, and the movie's plot doesn't really do much. Is that there's like a series of things that happen, and not a massive overarching plot. There's the relationship which goes on between him and uh, Kelly Preston. That's that's cool and everything. And I mean, we got a fantastic sound out song out. Of Kelly McGillis. Uh, Kelly McGillis. Sorry, it's Kelly McGillis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a fantastic soundtrack out of it and so on. But the storyline is okay. It's like just it's an okay movie, and I'm, I'm sure the volleyball scene. You know added what? Its popularity. Though. You know what? Eighties movies actually hold up. I watched three of them of the uh, of the four movies in the franchise. Is Lethal Weapon? They're all on Showmax. Yes. And I watched all three of them because I was busy working and I needed. To, and it's like I put that on. It's like it was still really compelling movies. It's like. It, why? It, why did Mel Gibson have to be so problematic? He's. <laughs> He's a very charismatic on-screen person. Um, but but also, those movies are definitely products of the 80s. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, every time I think of the sequels, all I think about is diplomatic immunity. I watched that movie, Lethal Weapon 2, in semi 400. If uh, if anybody's from Cape Town and they uh, uh, and you call it, you probably know what semi 400 is. Gala. No, yeah, no, it's the yeah, the guy is at the back of Cine 400. Um, so I watched it in there, and I can remember when they are being escorted out of the South African embassy, um, and as they are leaving, <laughs> one of the one of the bodyguards says to Mel Gibson, "Yo, Moor." It's obviously supposed to be like intimidating and whatever, and everybody in the cinema. Bursts out laughing because obviously we, no one was expecting to hear that. But yeah, anyway, those those movies all up. I still have to watch the fourth one, um, which I might do later in the week. Um, yo, guys, we've actually gone heavily over time. Like <laughs> what we would normally do, it just goes to show how much we miss each other and whatever. Um, but I think we're gonna have to cut it short. I would be more than happy to 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 discuss the upcomings and the yeah, downgoings and whatever. Um, but uh, you know, you guys, just one last upcoming now that no one wanted. Okay, it's Avatar two. 
Is that the atmosphere? <laughs> Why? I saw I saw a tweet today. Actually, coincidentally, I saw a tweet today. One of the guys I follow on Twitter, one of the film press in the US, and he was saying like he just finished watching True Lies, and and he said like, why did we not live in a universe where James Cameron went on to do a True Lies franchise because there's so much potential, and instead yes. getting a whole bunch of Avatar movies. Yes. It's like, it's why weird. is he making? He's making. I, Two more after this one. My unpopular opinion is that Avatar. <gasps> I, I was going to just say that same thing, Jinxies. So Avatar for for the for the for what it did for ushering in the 3D age and the visuals and everything was great. And the whole movie went in the whole time. I'm thinking, why did they spend so much time creating this world and no one thought to write a good script? It's like, <laughs> what happened? Uh, Who do? I wasn't invested in anybody's story. I don't remember anybody's story. Exactly. I didn't even remember anybody's name. If you, if I you do, want. I do. I just know Sometimes what I like, Jake Suli. I yeah. see you, Jake Suli. <laughs> and I remember what your character's Netiri. Netiri, I think. Netiri. Is, but is that movie just? Is that movie on any of the services? I have I no idea. So. I don't do that it. to me, Ted. Don't. <laughs> because, well, I'm gonna find out right now. It's it's. Like to me, it's it's a film that's overpraised. Like its box office success is more due to the fact that it was a three D gimmick. Yes, it was the it was the, the technology it ushered in, basically. And, and um, apparently, like James Cameron wanted to make this movie for like twenty years or some shit like that, but the tech wasn't there. Like he was adamant he needed to make it this way. That's nice. Do we three more? <laughs> Don't want why? I mean. The technology did not lend itself to that boring storyline. You that, could have still had the technology with a better story. You may as well have wasted another 10 years to write a better script. Yeah, they basically took Pocahontas and threw giant Smurfs in. That's what they it, did. It really <laughs> is. Uh, it's I, like I, I will put you out of you, Mazrisha Mies, it's not on any of the I was really serious. It actually <laughs> is, but for rental, it's for rental. No, I was really... Yeah, really? place movies I, I'm not and... that desperate to make you guys feel oh, comfortable. So was about to make a real vibe. I'm going to nominate and get it once. You all have to pay for $4.99 to rent that movie. Yo, <laughs> then I'm going to be angry. <laughs> today, you probably are going to want to do that to me. So. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Look, let's let's actually get to the nominees. So we're going to put that out there. You guys can vote for it uh, on Thursday uh, and let us know what movie we are discussing next week. So I've been torn because I couldn't decide if I wanted to go quality or trashy. Uh, and I decided to err on the side of goodness. It's 2022. I want to I want to usher in the year with, with positive vibes. So my nomination is I Tonya, uh, starring like, Margot like, Robbie, which is a movie that's been it was, I think it was either the first or second movie I put on my Showmax watch list. And I just Never got around to it. Um, and I've really been wanting to watch it. And yeah, so I, Tonya with Margot Robbie, which is obviously the story of Tonya Harding. If you're young like Shamiz, you don't actually even know who Tonya Harding is, but I lived through that shit. <laughs> I'm turning, I'll have you know that I'm turning 30 in like a week. A whole 30. But I think you, would, you wouldn't have, you would have been too young to remember when all of that was going on on mm. TV and... Huh? Or, or do you or do you remember I, seeing I remember that play through? Clearly. <laughs> I don't remember playing out. What I, what I a time to be alive, Shamiz. <laughs> <laughs> it was the thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm nominating that movie. I think 
I think uh, Margot Robbie is probably one of the top ten actresses of of um, this generation. Um, just really phenomenal. Like she, she like she puts in a, she creates a character. That movie is um, superb, though. It is. It's really superb. And then also, like, I need to see Alison Janney as her mother because I can't believe this was the real person. Because um, yeah. I've seen the trailer and stuff, and like uh, highlights and so on when they do interviews and stuff. Um, so yeah, I was going to say, to surprised that. you haven't seen it yet. Mm. Yeah, it's just uh, something was always distracting me because it, it's my kind of movie. Like I like um, anytime you have a film where um, people are acting. Like that works for me. I can forgive a shitty plot or a shallow plot when people are really putting in a performance. Um, and, you know, this is also like one of those things. And, and like I said, it's also something that I kind of sort of lived through. Um, yeah, so I'm curious to know what happened there. Uh, but that's my nomination. I, Tonya, it's on Showmax. Who's going to go next? Chummies. Just get out of the way. Okay. <laughs> So, as you know, I put up a Twitter poll just to see which genre I should be nominating a movie in. And Romance and Comedy won. Okay. And so, in honor, yes. honor of our very first IGN watch list together. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't. We can't go backwards. Uh, what's your number on Netflix? What's your number? I've seen that. I've, well, I've seen... What's what? What is what's I've, your number? I, I do not know this movie one With, way. um Chris, one of the Chris's, Chris Evans, and I think I want to say Anna Faris, but I might be wrong, where basically she gets told that the person, I think it is one of the, your soulmates is somebody that you've likely already dated. And so she goes through her exes to try and figure out which one is the love of her life. Why do I not know this movie one bit? It doesn't ring any bells. <laughs> it's it's such a popular rom-com from a while back. I, it's I not really... a recent movie. No. Okay. Chris Evans was he was a a young himbo. <laughs> this is like obviously this oh. is pre Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can sell that to my okay, wife. Okay, I mean it's fine. <laughs> Chris Evans. Yeah. I like. I haven't seen a movie with Chris Evans where he's bad. Uh, I will. I will put no, it back. Uh, I remember loving it, so uh, I went to see if that feeling remained. Okay. I'm gonna go well, next because I think Shadley wants to drop bombs on us at the end, like the drop of <laughs> bombshell by the look of his evil glee in his face at the moment. I've been so waiting I'm, a long time to nominate this movie. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Conan, Conan the Bam, the Barbarian. The Barbarian. Conan Bambarian. the Barbarian. That's <laughs> yes, the Barbarian. That's when there's a little deer that actually. It's <laughs> Conan the deer, darling. Yeah. Yeah, need to get revenge. But yeah, I'm gonna throw a plot twist in here. Conan the Barbarian. But Jason Momoa. Even Jason Momoa version. <laughs> I've only seen this movie once in cinema when it got released. I remember not liking it much, but I can't remember what I'd like, what I didn't like. It, it's And it's, I'm thinking, you know, it's Jason Momoa. It's forgettable. Yeah, I think, pretty Jason Momoa popularity surge when I only went to watch his movie because Jason Momoa, because at the time no one knew him, but I knew him as mm. Ronan Dex from Ronan Stargate. Ronan Dex from Stargate. Stargate Atlantis, Atlantis, Atlantis. Yeah. That's the only reason I went to watch this movie. <laughs> I can promise you now, if, if given the opportunity to interview Jason Momoa, we will speak about nothing but Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, like, I don't care about, I don't care about 
uh, Aquaman. I'm not interested in the in whatever else he's got going on. Game of Thrones. No. Let's talk about Ronin Dex, my friend. Uh, I, I remember that's the same reason I went to go watch that movie because I thought he would be a fan. I still think, actually, that he would be a good Conan the Barbarian, but that movie was let down by um, everything else. You, you know what? <laughs> no? It's like he, the problem was he wasn't a big enough star yet at the time. Yes. And so the studio didn't have, that's, this is my take on it. The studio didn't have confidence in that film and they didn't give it the proper resources. So the script is super weak. The, the director is mediocre. Yeah, um, Marcus, Marcus Nispel was actually, oh. he's a pretty, you know, he's not the best director around. He's, he came from a music video background. And, oh, no. Um, yeah, he did that Friday the 13th and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake and stuff. But, I mean, look at the cast of this movie. It's like, you know, Rose McGowan and Stephen Lang and Ron Pullman. Mm-hmm. It's like Morgan Freeman is narrating it. And he's like, okay, this could work. And then it totally doesn't. It's one of those, like, it could work, but, but, but in your head, but you I, know, like, this I've, is I've, Like I work. said, I've seen, it, I've seen it once. It's a single time in cinema. I've never seen it again. The movie came out in 2011. So I figured, hey, 11 years later, 12, Let's revisit it. Okay, Shadley, give okay, it to so, us. So, so I went with something a bit newer, and unlike said, I went with complete trash. Unlike Shabiz, I didn't go with romantic comedies because I keep that for film. But like, like Irvin, uh, it's it's in that vein. And and twenty twenty two is the year of Nick Cage. No, I mean, he's <laughs> doing a movie about yeah. himself. So I chose a Nick Cage movie. That's it, Ghost Rider. No, it's worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> I chose Jiu-Jitsu, which has oh nothing God. to do oh with God. Oh, God, that movie's bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Predator. Pre-Predator. It's, it's, it, oh, like you look, just have to see look, the trailer. The non-reaction from Zaid and Shamis tells me they don't know, but I know. <laughs> I you've, know. Seen, you've seen what? I've read, I've read the review for that film. I <laughs> use that film. word generously. <laughs> and that was enough to tell me this is not, not a film that I want to watch. It's, it's, I, I it's, oh, don't want stretch. to watch it so much that I am going to vote for Shamiz's movie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, huh? I don't want to watch this movie. But like I was like, if I'm going to watch this movie, it's going to be under these conditions. So I watched this movie in the like the worst because this was this movie got released just as lockdown started and cinemas needed to find a way to make money so the stake in at vna decided to start a drive-in in the parking lot oh, and no. this was the first movie they played there and i was like when last have i been to a drive-in <laughs> Let's go. i'm sorry i'm oh sorry god <laughs> hey incidentally incidentally um you mentioned um stake in the waterfront like how sad is it that those two cinemas are closed yeah, New Metro is completely... I, think oh, the I, I heard the Kinuka might reopen, but New Metro, the, 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 the yeah, cinema the voting is... Yeah. So, so no, it's just, what was the cinema to vote downstairs? Yeah, yeah that's, downstairs. that's yeah. gone. That's completely gone. And the cinema upstairs, it's just, just so unfortunate. They started renovations yeah. just before the pandemic began. And then obviously as things were going and going, like 2020 was a terrible year for cinema because there was basically no cinema. And so it was like they got to that point where it's like, well, why 
Like, why, why, why are we renovating this place that we have no guarantee it's going to open, I guess, was probably the thinking. And it's it's been closed ever since. And I, I don't know if it will ever reopen. If uh, I don't even know. I, look, I haven't been to the waterfront in literally years. So I have no idea what it actually looks like up there. But Just it, board it up. So it's still there. It's there. Well, you it's, can't it's, see it. No, what, what I mean is, is that... No, there's not other stores or anything. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, so maybe there's still some hope. Because like, I know if you Google it, it says permanently closed. Um, that's what it says for the Vienna Waterfront. Um, okay, cool. But be that as it may. So your choices for next week, people, we've got... It's a very eclectic, very wide-ranging mm. group of movies. So it's like I, Tonya, sorry, Margot Robbie. That is available on uh, Showmax. Kevin uh, has chosen Conan the Barbarian, which is, which is on Netflix. Shali uh, has chosen Jujutsu. Which is on Showmax. Which is on Showmax. What would Nick Cage, your loaded savior? <laughs> and Shamiz has chosen What's Your Number, a movie that nobody but her seems to remember. <laughs> Apparently, Chris Evans is in it. I don't know if Chris Evans knows this, but apparently he's in it. <laughs> but yeah, that's Netflix. that's the poll for this week. Netflix. Cool. So guys, it has been a pleasure talking to you. So those of you listening, we appreciate you coming back for the iGen's watch list. We are going to uh, be here every week for the whole year, right? Escom Samas or whatever. We don't care. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll make it work. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. iTunes Watch List was made in Cape Town, the best city in the world. I don't actually mean that. I just thought I was looking for a new catchphrase. And so I just said that. <laughs> we'll see if we we'll, we have to workshop that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll workshop that one. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Tata yellow monkeys. Bye. 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 Bye.